Well, good morning and welcome to Coffee with Alan. Um, just wanted to share some thoughts with you today. Uh, we've been hearing a lot about like prophecy. Um, prophecy and here and there and you know prophecy of, of bad and you know doom and gloom and all sorts of stuff but then also you know prophecy of revival and prophecy of renewal awakening here in the, the Gallatin Valley and I, I keep thinking you know so my wife and I've been in uh, so we're, I'm reading it here you know our, our day-to-day chronological Bible and we've been in the prophets uh, we've been studying the prophets and what God is speaking through the prophets as we um, make our way through Isaiah right now. You know, we made our way through Micah and, and a couple others and his, the history books and everything and just showing what's what's been going on with uh, God's people, with the, with the nations, with Assyria, with Moab, like all these different things. But the thought I want to have this morning is hope amidst prophecy. And what does that look like for us? You know, we always see that, you know, that there is... You know, these these prophecies in, in the Old Testament about the destruction and judgment of God coming upon God's people and also coming upon the nations that God uses to punish his people, um, right? Was, in Israel, we see Assyria coming in and just wiping out Israel, the, the northern kingdom, um, and you know, Edom and, and uh, the surrounding nations, you know, Tyre and Sidon and uh, these different places, you know, I mean, I mean the mid middle of Isaiah where he's like pronouncing judgments on these different nations that uh, God allows, actually, to, he God uses them, opens the floodgate and lets them come in and and just ravage Israel and destroy them and um, and and down to down into Judah, um, and uh, you know, so that, you know, and I've been hearing a lot today about you know. You know Sidroth has the, these things, and you know, and uh, just hearing these different prophecies, and you know, seeing on different things on social media about um, God's, you know, you know, the days of, of judgment and these, you know, these the prophecies of the end times, and uh, people's fascination with with prophecy and end, end of days, end of times, end of days, uh, whether or not it's the full end of the earth or if it's just like the end of America, like just you know, all these different prophecies. Um, and they have prophecies like, you know, that are, you know, the, you know, revival and renewal and uh, an awakening and, and this hope that we've been praying for and this uh, restoration um, of, of the land and, uh, and of God's people and, you know, awakening and of non-believers coming to faith in Jesus. And that's what we hope for, right? We hope for that, for this great awakening of God's spirit. Um, and it's just got me, me, me thinking about... Um, Just about prophecy and and how God works in the midst of hard times to do good. Like for instance, like all these prophecies and, and the way that that you know destruction is happening in Israel, and then like it this this uh, oppression is happening in Judah in the Southern Kingdom, and how that actually make you know, causes Judah to flip. It causes like a light switch to go off. Like, oh, we need to change what we're doing. We need to actually go back to the Lord and serve Him only. And um, and it's just, it just makes me think about this this word this this question: How do we and where do we find hope in the midst of destruction? How, you know, hope. You know, hope like when it's when it's good, when it's bad. Um, does it take hard times to create these great? spiritual you know times of spiritual overflow um that you know that a time of of great 
trial is, is coming and that's what's going to create a, a time of great renewal um, just having these, these different thoughts but like what is the hope that we can have to where we're not crushed by um, pro, you know prophecies of doom and gloom but we're also not given we're also not taken into false prophecies maybe of, of good you know because that's one thing that we've seen in scripture is is there's you know they oftentimes reject the bad news but they all they oftentimes rally around good news and oftentimes prophets you know false prophets will come in with only good news and only good 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 not to say, and here's the thing, not to say that bad prophecy is true and good prophecy is wrong. You know, I think there's also that temptation as well that, you know, fought that, you know, we, you know, because we've seen it in the path in scripture that, you know, all good prophecy must be false prophecy. You know, if it's good, if it's good news, then it must be bad. And if it's bad news, it must be true. <laughs> it must be good. And so I, I, I keeps thinking, you know, no matter what it, the prophecy is, no matter what, you know, doom and gloom or or peace and and happiness and flourishing and joy and and the the main thing is to come back to what about you what about us as the church where do we find our sense of grounding our sense of center our our, where do we where do we where do we land in all these things where where is our hope amidst all of that and I would say is the truth of the gospel, the truth of Christ, the truth of Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, the hope of eternity, not just getting stuck in the Old Testament prophecies and because it's so easy to do. So easy just to get into the Old Testament and like just think doom and gloom and that's where you're, where you're landing. But to forget that we live in the new covenant. We live with Jesus. We live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We live in the period in the era of our world's history where we have, we can, you know, we as, as believers can, as it's been said, live out of the glory, live out of the presence of Jesus Christ, live out of that place of coming to the presence of God daily, coming into his presence through prayer, through reading his word, um, through worship, uh, through listening to a sermon, to listening to the word of God being preached, staying faithful. And that's one thing that I think that I've seen over and over and over again is that there's always, you know, especially in the Old Testament prophecies, there's always that remnant that's, you know, staying faithful, that's that's pressing in um, to know and love and serve the Lord. And they're the ones that even though they may suffer the consequences of what's going on in the world around them, the Lord is blessing them. The Lord is faithful to them. Then the Lord provides for them. Um, and it just reminds me of, of Isaiah 25, this great chapter, uh, you know, after this, you know, cursing and doom and gloom, and it's been, you know, been, you know, on the, on the earth and, you know, look, the Lord is stripping the earth bare and making it desolate. You know, I was like, there's so many things. The joyous tambourines have ceased. The noise of the jubilant has stopped. The joyful lyre has ceased. They no longer sing and drink wine, you know, and you know, bitters become, you know, beers becomes bitter to them. Um, and whoever, you know. Whoever escapes from the pit will be caught in a trap. Like all oh, this is like, ah. <laughs> but like, what is the hope? And I think he he pinpoints that here beautifully in chapter twenty-five. And I just read that for you here. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have accomplished wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. For you have turned the city into a rock of piles, a fortified city into ruins. The fortress of barbarians is no longer a city. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, a strong people will honor you. The cities of violent nations will fear you. 
For you have been a stronghold for the poor person, a stronghold for the needy in his distress, a refuge from storms and a shade from heat, when the breath of the violent is like a storm against a wall, like a, dry, like a heat in a dry land, you will subdue the uproar of barbarians. As the shade of a cloud cools the heat of, in the heat of the day, so uh, he will silence the song of the violent. On this mountain, imagine this, this is you know, the, the, the mountain of the Lord. That On this mountain is a different mountain. This is Golgotha. This is the mountain, uh, you know, the, the, the place of the skull. On this mountain... The Lord of Armies will prepare all the peoples a feast of choice meat, a feast with aged wine, prime cuts of choice meat, fine vintage wine. Eat my body, drink my blood. A great feast on Jesus. Uh, not literally, of course. <laughs> That's weird. Um, on this mountain, he will destroy the burial shroud, the shroud over all the peoples, the shroud, the sheet covering all the nations. This is death. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face and remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Look, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he has saved us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation, for the Lord's power will rest on this mountain. Here's here's the hope in times of prophecy, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, wonderful, hopeful, um, trying, stay faithful to the Lord. That's it. Love him. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And do, you know, do what he says. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. Love one another. Pursue the one another's of scripture. There's a great book of, I just started uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, the books are probably going to fall off the couch here. But if you have a chance, pick up this book. It's called From Table, I'm sorry, From ta- from Tablet to Table. And just talking about returning back to the place. Let me just read it back here. From the Garden of Eden to the Last Supper to the Wedding Feast of the Lamb, the Bible is full of people sharing meals together. Open these pages and rediscover the life-giving power of gathering together around a table. You know, so basically bringing table fellowship back into the, our daily li- li- you know lives as the church like bringing that into the people back into the people of God bringing the, the t- you know the sacredness back to the table um, where we can come and share these things together come back to the table and share and and strengthen one another with the tr- with the words of truth strengthen one another with the gospel strengthen one another with the words that you know look this is our God we have waited for him he has saved us this is the Lord we have waited for him and waiting together, let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. For the Lord's power will rest on this mountain, will rest on us because the salvation of the Lord has come. And we are living in it, and we can love one another in it, and we can encourage one another in that. And that is what defines us and that defines our gatherings. And let us gather on the table. Grab people, grab our brothers and sisters in Jesus and gather on the table. Invite people over for dinner. Go out for, for a coffee. Go out for a beer or, or, or whiskey or just go out and, you know, come, go in, go out and come in. You know, gather around a table. Um, gather around a table. Even if it's a coffee table, pull up a coffee. You know, pull up a soda. But pull up being with one another in that space um, to encourage one another in times of good, in times of, of bad, in times of trial, in times of of joy and celebration and in times of suffering 
and oppression. So these are the things we're talking about. This is what Paul was talking about when he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Times of, of much, times of little. But because of the community of faith, because of the church, because of the people of God encouraging one another and, 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 and pushing one another on and exhorting one another, you can do it. You can, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's do it together. That is how we can make it through this life and have hope in times of prophecy. Good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. No matter if the world around us is crumbling, you know, like it says, you know, the earth is, is, you know, is split open, the, the earth is completely devastated, the earth is violently shaken, the earth staggers like a drunkard and sways like a hut. Earth's rebellion weighs it down and falls, never to, again to rise again. No matter like what kind of prophecies you know, come out, no matter if, if the nations crumble around us, no matter if they flourish, Stay faithful to the Lord. That's the whole message of Revelation, is stay faithful to the Lord. No matter what hits, no matter what crazy beasts come out of the ocean, no matter what, you know, you know deceptions and lies and false prophecies, or la 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 stay faithful to the Lord. Stay faithful to the gospel and encourage one another in the hope of that gospel. So I hope that encourages you today. Uh, live with hope in the age of prophecy.